Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Pod, Doug Maurice, Stephen Means, Nathan Baird from Cleveland.com. This is the start, not of just mini pods, but daily pods, daily podcasts, Monday through Friday from Buckeye Talk. We just dropped the giant Wednesday one, two hours and 40 minutes. That giant Wednesday one is going to continue. We fought to keep the giant Wednesday pod, but we're doing these daily pods, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Today, we are breaking down the remaining needs and priorities in Ohio State's 2021 recruiting class. Let's start with where things are right now. Steven, reset the class, how many guys they have, how it's gone so far. Pretty good, right? Pretty good at recruiting, right? I would say so myself for not being able to see guys in person. They're pretty good at this. 15 guys in the class, seven guys from Ohio. They got their quarterback. They got two, three five-star guys, including their quarterback, Kyle McCord, two running backs so far. They filled pretty much everything that they would direly need in this class, and it's April 2nd, and they're ranked number one in the class, average rating of .9534, number one in the country, number one in the Big Ten, and they're so far ahead of Clemson right now that, that they're, they're at a point where they can get greedy with who they want to bring in between now and signing day. I think there's a position or two that stands out. I'm not sure I would agree with they filled pretty much every position they need so far. There's really one position in particular that I'm really very interested to get into. Nathan, let's talk numbers a little bit, Um, where they are with the scholarship count and how much maneuvering you think might be ahead. First, they've got to get down to 85 by the start of the 2020 football season. Um, But just as you think about the numbers, and how they'll match up for the 2021 roster. Like, how big, how many overall players do we think might end up in the 2021 class? Again, just because of some of that, you have to give kind of a range because, you know, there's going to be some more attrition, as you say. Um, I would say anywhere between 20 and 25, which I guess Ah, is kind of a standard class. That's every class in America. That's too wide of a range. No, no, no. You can't I can't give you an exact number. I mean, we don't know who is going to still be on this team a year from now. Nathan, you can't have every answer you give be. Who knows? We can't tell yet. It's a podcast. (laughs) Make it up. 25 is what they're going to max out at. 20 is like the lowest a a recruiting class ever is. If you had to guess. I would say like 23. Okay. See, that's good. That's like because they're at 87 right now. Right. Is that the number they are? As we sit here today, yes. they have 80, including Trey Sermon, 27 or 87. 20, yes. 87. And that, that is not talking about the 21, 21 class at all. So, right. so the numbers on that. And, and so I, here's where I think we are on that. Right. 
They're at 87 right now. There are 16 seniors that when we count that 87, we're counting 16 seniors in there who are position players. Plus they have a kicker who's a senior and a punter who's a senior. So really 18 seniors. At the moment, I'm because you don't want to go too far on this, I think there are three very clear guys who are leaving early for the NFL that as they're trying to figure this out, I would count them. Justin Fields, Wyatt Davis, Sean Wade. Do you guys agree with those three? Yes, I do. So that gets you to 19 that you're losing off this 87. And then we're talking about transfers. Well, they have to have at least two transfers to get down to 85. They have to lose two guys that they have right now, whether they transfer, whether they give up football because of injury or something like that. So you count those two as well. So that means that if you're at 87, there are at least 23 coming off, 18 seniors, three early NFL guys, and then two other guys for attrition. 23 coming off of 87 gives you 64, okay? You have to add a scholarship kicker and a scholarship punter for 2021, though, because you're losing those. The kicker is probably going to be Jake Seibert, who's going to gray shirt this year. So he's not counting on the scholarship count now, but you have to count him for 2021. And then they have to add a punter in this class because this is Drew Christman's last year. So that takes you from 64 to 66. So if you're getting to 85, that leaves 19 position players. We got rid of the kicker. We got rid of the punter. 19 position players for sure that you can add. Maybe you can go to 20 or 21, but they're at 15 right now. So I would guess, we'll just get rid of the kicker and punter conversation. I would guess then that means you're going to add between probably four and six more players to what you have right now. Again, we're not counting the punter. So if you count a punter, they're at 15. Whoever the punter is is 16. Let's add between four and six. That's between 20 and 22. If they have more transfers, great, and we can adjust to that then. But I don't know that you can recruit right now assuming all those transfers. So I think we can dance in the range of maybe four to seven, five to seven. I don't know. How many guys, if we're talking about who they need to fill, what's the number that we should be looking at? Five, six, seven? Eight would be pushing it. What do we want to agree on? I think seven is probably a good number. I think I would I would push the upper limits of just because I think there are some guys here that are going to be third year draft eligible guys that that may also be going. In addition to just some of the usual attrition that you have, if if you look at the 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 scholarship um, chart that we have on Cleveland.com, you see how much of these guys are kind of congregated in the, the freshman class between red shirts and true freshmen for 2020. Um, you wonder if that starts to thin out a little bit after this year. So, yeah, there's yeah, guys like, like Josh Myers could go. Tyreek Smith with a huge year could do, go. Ruckert with a huge year could go. There are some, yeah, some guys who are juniors right now who you could maybe see go. Um, and, again, there's other guys that you could see in that, that transfer area too. So I tried to guess, and I've always wanted to do this, and it's not like I asked a coach about it or anything, but I did a little research, like what the perfect roster is in terms of – how many guys you have at each position, right? And so I came up with some of it based on what we've heard Ohio State people say before, some, some with the players they currently have on the roster, but what the perfect 
roster allocation of positions would be. So let's go through this as we think about the targets in this recruiting class. Let's go position by position, and I'll throw out how many guys they have on the roster, how many recruits they have at those positions, and how many overall guys I think they should have at that position in 2021, and then we can figure out whether they're going to add a guy at that position or not. Does that make sense? We'll go position by position? Yeah. Steven, you want to start offense or defense first? Let's start offense. All right. First thing on offense is, assuming they're losing Justin Fields and they're also losing Gunnar Hoke, they then only would have three scholarship quarterbacks for 2021 Mm -hmm. with Jack Miller, C.J. Stroud, and Kyle McCord. We know that Ryan Day wants to get to four. So I think when you think about who they're going to add, I don't know know if it's going to be another quarterback in this class. Maybe it's a transfer guy, but I'm assuming they've got to add another quarterback to this group for 2021. Otherwise, there's only going to be three quarterbacks on scholarship. I agree with that, but I think it's more likely that it's going to be the Chug situation where you find a guy in the transfer portal who understands right away that he's, he's not coming here to see the field. But you would, but you have to count. That's a scholarship though, right? The, yeah, the, that's, that's already one. So that is one. If we're playing with, you know, adding seven or so, we'll play with seven. That's one of the seven. Nathan, do you agree with that? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Okay. So now we're at six. Yep. Running back. Running back, Trey Sermon is a one-year guy. Mm-hmm. They have four other guys who were planning to be back at running back in 2021. Master Teague, Marcus Crowley, Steel Chambers, Mayan Williams, and then the two recruits, Trevion Henderson and Evan Pryor. I think that's it. I think yeah. six running backs is good enough. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, it's more than enough. They're good. It might, yeah, it actually might be one over what you would ideally want to be at. But given what's in there, you understand, we all understand why they went for two guys. So running back is done. We're not worried about running back for 2021. Let's go to tight end. And I know, Nathan, you've been writing about this a lot. They're losing two senior tight ends, Luke Farrell and Jake Hausman. Let's assume that Ruckert stays for his senior year. That means in 2021, they'd have Jeremy Ruckert, Cade Stover, and Joe Royer plus Sam Hart, who is a 2021 commit. That's four tight ends for 2021. I think they want to be at five. So, Nathan, you think add a tight end to this class. Yeah, and I talked to Jordan Dingle, who's a a kid out of Bowling Green, Kentucky. Uh, I guess it's been a couple weeks now. Um, But he, at the time, said that from the beginning they were telling him Ohio State was telling him they want two tight ends in this class. So I fully expect – I mean, you can see they've got – a handful of offers out to other guys who are pretty highly ranked still pursuing tight ends in this class. I think they're definitely going to try everything they can to add one more tight end in this class. So we don't know who the quarterback, this other fourth quarterback is going to be, but let's try to figure out who are the candidates, who are the leading candidates, maybe who's the guy they really want. If they could say he's our number one target at tight end in 2021, that's remaining to add to Sam Hart. Steven, who would that be? So Nathan just mentioned Jordan Dingle, but also, Hudson Wolf is another guy, a four-star kid, who is a, a, one of their main guys that they're looking at. Now, those would be the, the two other people that I think at the top of Ohio State's list as far as guys that they want to bring in as a second tight end. All right, so they'll try to add one of those guys. Let's move to receiver now, and I had a revelation in going through these numbers about receiver. Um, again, in the guys we're counting on scholarship, we're at the moment counting C.J. Saunders on scholarship. He's in our 87. We don't know exactly how that's going to work out, but C.J. Saunders and DeMario McCall will come off the receiver chart. Uh, 
after this season. That would leave, if nobody else leaves, that would leave 12 existing receivers for 2021. Jalen Harris, Elijah Gardner, Chris Olave, Jalen Gill, Cameron Babb, Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, Julian Fleming, G. Scott, Jackson Smith-Najigba, and Mookie Cooper. That is 12, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Wait, no. Is that only 11? Here, help me count out loud. Jalen Harris. No, I'm just kidding. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, that's 11, actually. That's 11. And then they already have two guys committed, right, for 2021, Jaden Ballard and Marvin Harrison Jr., okay? So that brings them to 13 total guys for 2021, and they're still going after another guy, right? Aren't they trying to add one more here? There's two guys yeah. that they're going after, Ameki Ibuke and then Troy Stolato are the, like, top, top. If they can add one of those two guys, I think they'll be set as far as the guys they go after for this class. I think this is the position where I agree the most with what Stephen was saying earlier, where maybe they can get a little bit greedy and just go after mm-hmm. somebody that they think is too good to not take if he really wants to come to Ohio State. Um, and that would be Amika Ibuke. I think that yeah. guy, you know, he's the number one, recruit in the country at, at wide receiver right now and it, I don't think in the position that they put themselves in laying the foundation they have for this class I don't necessarily think pursuing a receiver with the resources you'd have to put into that and the intention you'd have to put into that which is helped by the fact that you already have as many guys as you have I don't think it necessarily detracts from your ability to go get for instance that second tight end so here's the thing so they're at 11 they already have two in the class that's 13. If they add another guy, that's 14. I th- that's too many. That's too many receivers on a roster for 85 scholarships. I think 12 is probably around the perfect amount for them, even with how often they rotate receivers. So not that we didn't already know this, but really getting down into the numbers, it really made it clear to me they are 100% assuming at least two receiver transfers mm-hmm. out of this group. And again, you have probably three guys who haven't played yet who are on the older side. And we're not going to play the game of making guys transfer before they do. But I think there are assumptions built in there. So when I was doing, when I said, okay, we'll assume at least two transfers, I'm assu- the two I'm assuming are both out of this room. Because you're at, you're at 11, right? If you lose two transfers, now you're at nine, and then you add three guys in 2021 at receiver, and it gets you to around the right number. So, I think it's going to be at least two. I think it could be as many as I think it could be four. Up to three. No, well, they've already had they already have two committed in 2021. Oh, you got no, no, saying, saying, I'm saying, saying how many they would lose. Yeah, I think it could be up to three or four. Four would be a lot. I mean, four would be all right. So the Chris Olave is not transferring. No. All right. So, I mean, that's okay. We can't beat around the bush. The guys we're talking about are Jalen Harris, Elijah Gardner, and Jalen Gill. Who else? Cameron Babb? I mean, nobody else. Cameron Babb. That's it. That's, yeah. If you say four, that, those are the four. Those are and, just the four guys that have to prove that they're above this glut of young talent that's coming behind them. Yeah. It's, it's kind of just that simple. I don't think – I don't necessarily think that we're saying anything out of school there. I think those guys would probably all say the same thing if they were sitting at – well, we're not at one table, but you know what I'm saying. Like that's, yeah, I think that that's just the the plain reality of the situation. And the lack of a spring football hurts their chances of being able to do that. 
Cameron Babb's been hurt. I think he's in a different yeah. category than the other three. Um, yeah. The other three just have to decide about their futures because they've been here a while and they haven't played much. So they have decisions to make. But I guess in the end, in terms of recruiting, right, when you're thinking about this class, you're thinking one more receiver for sure plus one more maybe, or what's the right number of receivers they're still going to add? They already have Ballard and Marvin Harrison Jr. I think it's one. Like there's there's two guys that they're going to attack, but I think they end up getting one just for the sake of they can get greedy and go try to get the number one wide receiver in the country for a second straight year. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I think it's one. Unless something – unless these yeah. departures happen early enough in this recruiting cycle – Mm-hmm. that they can then budget that spot for another receiver. But that seems mm-hmm. unlikely just because of the dynamics that we're dealing with right now. All right. Offensive line, they're going to lose Gavin Cup and Thayer Munford are their seniors, and we're all assuming Wyatt Davis is going to go pro as a junior. So if you're losing those three guys, like I'm, I have my math all good, now I'm doubting myself. Then you have um, 13 guys currently on the roster who would plan on being back. One, two, three four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 12, 13, no, 14. 14 guys who would plan on being back plus two recruits currently in the class. Mm-hmm. I think like 14 or 15 offensive linemen is what they ideally want on the roster. So it feels like to me that they may be done, that they maybe don't need. They have two offensive line commits in 2021. They went heavy on offensive line last year. I think maybe they're done on offensive line in 2021. I agree. Yeah, I would think, again, it would have to be a situation like they deal with with um, Igbuka where maybe there was just some stud out there that they felt like they couldn't pass up. I don't really know that that guy is for sure out there. I, I do also think, though, that – and I know we don't like to project this thing, these kind of things, but as we were just saying with the receivers, you know, there's, what, eight freshmen right now? Um, for 2020, I just think there, that's another position where I could see some guys doing some long-term math and maybe finding a different fit if it's, if they see themselves so far down on the list. So that could possibly and, free up some, some space. And the guy who fits that closest to what Mecca is in the wide receiver room is probably JC Latham out of IMG Academy, the number 42 player, number six offensive tackle. That's the closest thing. To, if they were to go that route, that's the closest thing to it. Okay. So again, and I think that's smart. That's where you, there end up being some guys in any class that are you, – you take them and you figure out the math later. Mm-hmm. So um, we know some of those guys exist. You've pretty much got to be a five-star or borderline five-star for that to be the case. But I think if they wind up, if they don't add any more offensive linemen, um, they're okay. All right. So we, di- we added for sure three offensive players to the class of uh, 2021 that they still need to add. Quarterback, tight end, and receiver. Now let's go to defense. Uh, We're going to break up defensive tackle and defensive end. So on defensive tackle, they're going to lose Haskell Garrett and Antoine Jackson. And that's going to leave them with um, seven guys still on the roster. Jaron Cage, Tommy Togiai, Tron Vincent, Cremonte Hamilton, Jaden McKenzie, Jacoby Cowan, and Darian Henry Young. Um, So that's seven. One recruit already in the class is Mike Hall. Um, that's eight. I think they're good. Well, here's the wrinkle. Jacoby Cowan and Darian Henry Young have been listed as defensive tackles. 
they started the spring as defensive ends. They, they yeah. consider themselves defensive ends, and they mm-hmm. say that's what Ohio State's coaches are telling them. Um, so if those guys are both defensive ends and they stay at defensive end, this is a pretty thin class, and I think defensive tackle becomes, if not their number one remaining priority, then number two. And you the way they're attacking – You should adjust the scholarship chart then, Nathan. And the way they're attacking defensive line recruiting, it's as if they're looking for defensive tackles and not defensive ends at the moment. They have, they've offered 15 strong side defensive ends and five weak side defensive ends, but they've offered 14 defensive tackles, including the number two player in the country, JT Tumalo, and the number 27 player in the country, Dan Payne. So if that is the case and those guys are moving outside, then that would make sense why they would try now- the one thing is you always keep – everybody wants to play end. Nobody wants to play tackle. So to keep these young guys on the hook, you dangle end in front of them, and then you explain like they – And that's why I, and that's why I said it that way. That I, I, I'm not convinced that those guys stay at defensive end. But that's and, – and it could be by even this fall, they could have had this defensive end concept kind of um, knocked out of them a little bit. But that's what they've been told as recently as this spring. That's what they were telling us. You know, um, Jacoby Cowan told me, hey, that's what Ryan Day recruited me as a defensive end. They told me I want to play defensive end or I'm going to play defensive end. They say, you know, maybe I would play around with three technique in the same way that they would move Bosa or Chase Young inside sometimes. But, like, they, I'm a defensive end. So, again, that's what they're saying. If, if that sticks, then defensive tackle is potentially a huge uh, position of need still. Okay. So – we can lump them. Maybe it's easier to lump them as defensive linemen. It, just by the numbers, I, I think they're pretty decent because at defensive end, they're losing Jonathan Cooper. They have six guys back. They have Jack Sawyer in the class. That's seven defensive ends. So either way, what we're talking about is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We're talking about 13 defensive linemen on the roster, two commits in the class of 2021, Mike Hall and Jack Sawyer. So that's at 15. I feel like that's in the right range, but so, but do you think in the end there will be a defensive lineman added one way or the other? As we're trying to think about this class, it sounds like both of you are saying we need to think about them adding at least one. I think so. They need to do something to figure out the numbers at defensive tackle. So whether that's sliding those two freshmen back there where we thought they were going to be at the beginning and running with that um, – and then maybe even adding an end because they are in on some some pretty highly ranked ends. But it would not shock me if at one of those two spots they still add some kind of a, a defensive front presence. Okay, so how do we want to add one one defensive lineman or two? I would say one. just one for now. Okay. All right, we're going to add one defensive lineman. Now we're at the, the position that I'm very interested in, and, and we maybe I'm yeah. thinking about it wrong. They're going at linebacker. They're going to lose Tough Borland, Justin Hilliard, Baron Browning, and Pete Werner. Then we have those very interesting juniors who haven't really had a chance to play much. Um, Dallas Gantt, Taraji Mitchell, and Kayvon Pope, and people are very curious about their futures. But they have eight linebackers that would be coming back in 2021 if nobody transfers. They have eight linebackers coming back, plus Reed Carrico as a commit. That's nine guys. It depends how much their recruiting and their roster building is changing if they really think that they are only playing two linebackers a lot of the time, maybe you need fewer linebackers. However, linebackers are great special teams players. If you have any of the linebackers that you feel are like a kind of 
can be, you know, that, that backer who's kind of like a safety. Nine linebackers feels light to me. It's nine plus. So it's one, two, three, four, five, six. It's, it's eight on the roster. Carrico makes nine. I think they have two or three linebackers to add to the class of 2021. Is that crazy? I mean, I think they have to add at least one. I mean, I, it, it has seemed like a pretty thin um, situation to me for a long time. You assume that all those juniors are going to stick it through and be here for as fourth-year guys, um, just considering we still don't for sure know how big of a role they're going to play in 2020. But, yeah, it, it gets thin, and all of this still, as you kind of allude to, it includes, you know, is Court Williams an outside linebacker or is yep. he something different? Because if he's something different, then I, they absolutely have to still add somebody else because then you're really starting to get thin on true linebackers. And, I, and, and as much as I think that versatility, whether it's Isaiah Simmons or whether it's a lesser version of that, I really think it has a place in modern-day college football. I think you win championships with capital L, capital B linebackers. I know it's one word. But, like, you have to have real linebackers. And they, they need – they're going to start to get very – uh, young and very thin, very fast. I, you have to count Court Williams as a linebacker because they only play one yeah. safety, and he's not a cornerback. So he's he's definitely a linebacker. I mean, that's part – they only put one safety on the field. So if you're not a deep safety you're and you're not a slot corner, Court, yeah. Court Williams yeah. definitely counts as linebacker. But um, they just – they need bodies in that room, I think. Because yeah. the, the weird thing is they're going to lose – Borland, Browning, and Werner – are three guys who have been on the field a lot. They're all seniors. They've managed to block the young guys behind them, but it leaves a kind of a big gap and a big opening there. There's been like no opportunity at linebacker for two or three years. And in 2021, there is going to be a boatload of opportunity. How many linebackers? I say at least two. I think they need to add two, whether they actually add two or I think they add one. I think they need to add two, though. But as things are looking at right now, they might not even – they might just be able to get one. What the does that the mean, though? Are... They can get whoever they want. If they decide they need two linebackers, they'll have linebackers ranked in the 350s in the country lined up from here to California to come play at Ohio State. Well, so... there's also – but that – very, that's very true. I think this could also be one of those positions, though, where the transfer portal could come into play. Why? Why not? Because they have a bunch of linebackers who are like Dallas Gantt, Taraji Mitchell, and Kayvon Pope. No, I'm talking about before, going into 2021, though. Yeah. No, in 2021, and, and, those three will be your starters, and then you're building. No, but I'm not even necessarily. Them. I'm not even necessarily talking about a grad transfer. I think you're looking at a situation there where even if the rules don't change, you could get someone who is coming from another program, whatever reason, wants a different look. Even if they had still had to sit out, they, it puts them in a good position. I think that's that's a position where they could go find someone of uh, a, a Trey Sermon type situation, where even if they had oh, to sit out, yuck. you see a, a spot for them in the future. Why? I would rather go get a five-star linebacker now and tell him you're going to play as a sophomore. Well, okay, well, certainly you'd like to do that, but I don't know from looking at what I know about their recruiting. I don't know that there's a lot of evidence of that happening. That they're no, yeah, they're not. They don't seem to be doing that. So who are they in on? Who are the guys? If if if, if they want, they add Reed Carrico is a pretty highly ranked guy. If they're going to add at least right. one linebacker, maybe two. Who are the names and where are they ranked? So there are ten other guys that they've offered as linebackers in this class. Ethan Calvert, inside linebacker, the number 92 player in the country out of California. Greg Penn, the third out of Highsville, Maryland, same high school as 
Chase Young, the number 194 player in the country, a four-star guy. Smile Munden, outside linebacker, number 23 player in the country. Rashawn Davis, number 29 player in the country, committed to LSU. Barrett Carter from out of Georgia, four-star player, number 54 player in the country. Brandon Jennings, who's committed to Florida State right now, number 76 player in the country. Jonathan Flo, number 157 in the country. Dallas Turner, number 165 in the country. Yanni Carliftis, number 198 in the country. And Chaz Chambliss, number 248 in the country. Yanni Karloftis is the younger brother of George Karloftis, who is just like a all a freshman, all Big Ten guy for maybe been a freshman All-American for Purdue. I think he stays at Purdue. I don't think that's he's really in the mix, probably. But the guy I would probably pick right now if for them to get is maybe Barrett Carter. There seems to be a pretty good connection there. I've seen him, you know, conversing on social media with other Ohio State guys. I just I feel like he might be the one that if I had to pick one right now, if I had, he'd be the guy. Let's go out, Washington. We heard what a great recruiter you are. It's time to step up, man. Um, I'm putting down two linebackers. I, I think, I, I just think the way the numbers work out, that's they they have some work they can do there. Um, I think they've got to be able to sell the opportunity. But again, those are those are always key special teams guys. If you get the right kind of guy in there, it might be a guy that can either become a rush end in certain situations, that maybe could play safety in certain situations. Um, but it's it's just so interesting, like. They just really got clogged up at the top, and there was so much opportunity um, with, with you know, some of the young guys they have in there aren't necessarily five-star guys. You know, Craig Young is a guy who I think is going to make an impact um, for this team down the line. Um, but cer- I, certainly one, maybe two at linebacker. Let's move to safety, which I think is interesting because it's not that interesting. There's no seniors at safety. I don't know. I'm not expecting Josh Proctor to go pro. Maybe he will. He's a good player. But if he stays, they have five safeties who would be coming back in 21, plus Ja'Kalen Johnson. Um, not Ja'Kalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson. That's only going to be the most confusing thing ever for now for the next four years. Jalen Johnson as a safety who would be the sixth safety. For a team that only plays one safety, six is more than enough. Yeah, they're good. And maybe maybe a guy maybe one of those guys ends up moving a corner or something, but like six is almost probably too many for a team that's only putting one safety on the field, right? Yeah, I agree with that. Like Andre Tarantino, he's listed as safety, but I'm, he's gonna play cornerback, so they're not adding another safety to this spot. All right, so no safeties, corners. Marcus Williamson's gonna be a senior. Sean Wade's gonna go for sure. That leaves um, six guys who would be returning. In 2021, Seven Banks, Cam Brown, Tyreek Johnson, Ryan Watts, Legend Cavazos, and Cam Martinez. Plus, they've gone nuts there. They obviously identified corner as a priority. They've added three guys in the class of 2021 at corner already. Devonta Smith, Ja'Kalen Johnson, and Andre Turrentine. Um, I think you probably, with the fact that they play three corners as starters, I think you want to be more like at 10 or 11 corners yeah. on your roster at all times and we're only counting them even with the three recruits being at nine it feels like there are still cornerbacks to add and that starts with Kamar Wilcoxon who just decommitted from Florida four-star he's listed as an athlete but Kerry Combs has been his main recruiter so he's probably he's gonna play defensive back if he comes here it starts there and then AJ Kirk out of Ohio Mike Doss's little brother He's listed as safety as well, but if he comes here, he'll probably play cornerback as well. So yeah, but there's there's still Kerry Combs is doing is doing a lot of work right now. 
that in a lot of guys. And Tony Grimes, right? Tony Grimes? Yeah, and then Tony Grimes, the number one cornerback in the country. Another yeah, one. Don't of those forget guys. the number one cornerback in the country <laughs> who they're all over. Yeah. He is number one on that list of cornerbacks to add to this class. So how many do we think? I think two makes sense. Two more? Two more. That they'd have five corners in this class. I mean, again, this is the Tabor Johnson hole. Tabor Johnson hole exacerbated by Clark Phillips' decommitment. They have a giant recruiting hole, and I don't think three in the class of 21 is enough to fill it. I think, yeah, two, maybe three, just maybe. But with how things are shaking up right now, two, but, you know, leaving room for one of seven banks has a Marshawn Lattimore year. And so maybe three. Yeah, I think they definitely have to add one, and it may be two. The other thing to remember as you look at the whole scholarship grid is they're calling Cameron Martinez a cornerback right now. I don't know that it's 100% that that's where he stays for the duration of his career, um, but that's supposedly what he's coming into play in the fall. So that's another thing to kind of keep in mind as to, as to exactly what kind of roster versatility they have at that position. All right, I'm putting two corners down, and so we have to end this thing. That would bring us to – I have eight positions – so we said we're going to dance around with seven. The eight positions that I think that we've dis- determined they need to add, one quarterback, one receiver, one tight end, one defensive lineman, two linebackers, two cornerbacks. So that's three on offense, five on defense. They probably, again, if they have more attrition than that, then it allows you to dance around a little bit with some five stars that you have to take. But when we, for instance, people thought they would, they would be maybe dancing around at the second signing day um, in February with some of their numbers. And Ryan day was saying like, we're full, we're full, we're full. And they wound up taking Trey sermon. But some of the things they were able to do was because they had two guys have off field issues and get taken off the roster. Like I do think Ryan day is pretty aware of the number. So I don't think he's going to be dancing around, you know, adding 10 more guys to this class. They're at 15 right now. I don't know that he would try to, you know, think about getting this class to 25. I think maybe, you know, if they're at 15 right now, seven or eight gets them to 22 or 23 in this class. And I think, I think that probably makes sense. And then a punter on top of that. And a punter in a tree. They've got to add a punter. I mean, they you literally, unless they decide not to punt, there's always like the high school team that never punts. Maybe Ryan Day goes that way. But yeah, and then some of that stuff, you can dance around with some of those guys sometimes. They also don't have a long snapper on scholarship at the moment. And they, you know, usually do have that. Liam McCullough has been on scholarship. His younger brother, Rowan, is is like going to be the long snapper. He's not counting against the 87 right now. I think if and when they get to a, you know, a low enough number, they can get him on. They probably will. Um but I think that's where we are. So then, so with what we just said, the quarterback might be a transfer. Um, the tight end, we kind of talked about. Who who are the corners? Give me the if, – if I really want two corners, I'm not going to back off that. Give me the two corners they're going to get. Tony Grimes and Kamara Wilcoxon. That's the guy who just committed from Florida – decommitted from Florida. Correct. Again. All right. Yeah. Give me the yeah, give me the receiver they're gonna get. Is it gonna be this Stellato kid or is it gonna be like the the huge five star? I think it's gonna be a Mika. Who's the defensive lineman they're gonna get? 
That's I, that's a little bit harder yeah. to predict. I, there's a kid that I'm actually writing about for Saturday for our uh, battle series named Naji Story out of Solon. So it'd be a local kid. His his story is a little bit interesting, and it might be the kind of guy who would really work out with what they need to do because he got hurt um, late in his sophomore year. His recruiting was really picking up, and then it kind of swooned. And, and Ohio State was one of the teams that kind of backed off of him a little bit too. So I think he's a guy that if they still have this – position kind of hanging out there into the fall and he looks strong in the fall maybe he you know rises kind of back up their list a little bit and I'm all in favor of that right but you know everyone loves chasing five stars I'm always in favor of leaving a little bit of room at the end of a class to get in a Mm -hmm. an Ohio kid um, who really wants to be a Buckeye and maybe isn't a five star but maybe ends up being a really good player for you so okay as you've pointed out also like that's where they've kind of made their bread and butter on the defensive line here these last few years you know Chase Young gets a lot of the headlines but they've stocked pretty well with Ohio guys other than that the yeah, story had he, upside. Oh yeah, a lot of, before he got hurt, he had a lot of upside before that injury. So that'd be a pretty good get. Yeah. So, um, all right. By I, the way, was, as by the way, right. as we were sitting here, as I said Barrett Carter's name, my phone started buzzing because he was tweeting back and forth, and I think it was like Ben Chrisman, who's an offensive line commitment for this class, yeah. is like retweeting something about. Where's Barrett Carter going to go? Come on, Buckeye fans, say it's Ohio State. So, like I said, there's that's a guy that I'm I'm kind of keeping my eye on. Um, they're in good shape. It's always interesting to think about where they're going to add. Um, you can't ask anything more than what they've done uh, in the class of 2021 so far in recruiting. So that'll do it for this daily Buckeye Pod for Thursday. Uh, we have a lot of great plans coming up. Um, in the daily pods ahead, we are going to keep having interesting discussions. We have some spring game stuff because the spring game would would have been not this Saturday, but the next on April 11th. So we're going to do some stuff with that to try to think about if there would have been a spring game, what that might be like. Um, but send in your suggestions. If you want to be a tech subscriber and be part of the podcast, be a friend of the podcast, um, sign up for that. Text 614-350-3315. But mostly get yourself ready for daily Buckeye Talk podcast giant clemson ohio state rivalry podcast that's what we did this past wednesday two hours and 40 minutes make sure you listen to that but make sure you are subscribed to our podcast because so you don't miss a single one because we're coming at you every day so for nathan baird and steven means i'm doug lay maurice man we couldn't do it half an hour huh god how do we get half our podcast we're like 30 we're 37 minutes sorry boss Boston, New Jersey is listening. I I apologize. This is the best we could do. We'll try to get it down to 30 for later. Thanks to you guys for listening. For Stephen and Nathan, I'm Doug, and that was Buckeye Talk. Buckeye Talk.